Hello and welcome to another segment of Kone Conversations, a podcast featuring one-on-one interviews with various employees and subject matter experts from Kone, a global leader in the elevator and escalator industry. I'm Kevin Metz. On a frequent basis, we get behind the scenes with key players and those in the field to deliver their unique insights and perspectives from Kone. On this episode, we're joined by Steve Gonzalez, Director of Major Projects for Kone. Welcome, Steve. Great to have you here today. Hey, Kevin. Great to talk to you again. Now, Steve, I know you've been a guest of Kone Conversations before, but if you could remind folks or those first-time listeners of your role at Kone, that would be great. Sure. So as you mentioned, I'm the Director of Major Projects for the Americas. And what that means is I'm responsible for the work that we do in uh, big and complex jobs around the continents. So that means high-rise buildings, large transit systems, uh, airports, stadiums, those types of venues that um, require a little bit of additional attention and uh, expertise. Uh, some pretty exciting projects, that's for sure. The uh, big buildings and uh, um, all of the ones that you mentioned. But we're, we're here today um, and excited to talk about your participation in an international conference uh, that was hosted by an organization called the Council on Tall Buildings and Urban Habitat. Now, I understand Kone has uh, been a partner of CTBUH for quite some time. What can you share with listeners about uh, CTBUH and the recent conference? CTBUH does a fantastic job, and they have for years, of gathering experts from all different parts of the city planning and building and maintaining process and making sure that we're thinking not only about how the cities operate today, but what types of things need to happen in the future in order to ensure that it continues to be a great place for people to live, work, and play. Uh, and, and they, just like they did this year, they have these international conferences almost every year. Last year, of course, was a bit of a, an anomaly um, in order to make sure that in addition to the papers and the books and those things, they give people a chance to actually get together and, and share ideas in a more personal way. Uh, th- these 19 cities is, a, is an approach that hasn't been taken before. Usually there's a single conference where people come in from all over the world. Um, they, uh, as they have many times, they've adjusted to the, the times of the day and, and figured out how best to ensure that they could push the mission forward Uh, acknowledging the challenges that we're facing now. Now, you mentioned 19 cities, and I believe uh, earlier you had indicated Kone was presenting at three of them? That's correct. We were slated to present at four, uh, Chicago, London, Shenzhen, and Singapore. The Singapore conference, unfortunately, got canceled. It's it's pushed out uh, to sometime in 22, and and when that occurs, we'll, we'll present there. But we were fortunate enough to present in Chicago, London, and Shenzhen. Well, I certainly want to take a deeper dive into your particular session. Um, I understand the conference program was addressing carbon climate and societal crises. Um, What can you tell us about your particular topic in Chicago? My topic was to discuss the change of traffic, people traffic, in buildings in the post-pandemic state and how the systems that we use to move those people and predict the, the movement of the people, et cetera, need to change because the profile 
of the building's occupancy has changed. So in the beginning, but pre-pandemic, we'll say, you in a typical building, you would see a peak in the morning when everybody's coming into the office and getting themselves ready, and then a peak in the afternoon where everybody said, hey, I've had enough for the day, and they're going home. And then there, of course, there's some traffic in the middle because people are going to visit other people in the building or they're going to lunch, et cetera. But the, the systems, the transportation systems in the buildings are really optimized around those two peaks. And now what we're seeing because of social distancing and a change in the way people are working remotely versus in offices, et cetera, the, the peaks are sort of flattening out. And so you're seeing a lot more traffic being spread across the day. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're moving fewer people. In fact, the number of trips that elevators are making in office buildings is almost back to where it was pre-pandemic, which is interesting in and of itself. It varies a little bit depending on the market segment, healthcare, hotels, residential, office, et cetera. But the, overall, the number of trips is pretty close to where it was before. But when those trips are happening is changing because of people having flexibility that they didn't have in the past. So now the discussion was around what do we do to recognize that and adapt the way we're moving them to ensure that their new profile still works for the building and the building works for them versus it being set up and being inflexible and creating additional wait times, queuing and lobbies, which of course creates some discomfort because people don't, uh, people aren't as comfortable being in big groups like they were before, et cetera. So there's no longer a, a rush hour per se, but more ebbs and flows throughout the day. Exactly, exactly. And the, there was a, a bit of a discussion about that too, right? Because without looking deeper, you might jump to a conclusion that, hey man, if there's no rush hour, great, we can just take some elevators out and recapture some of that square footage and save on the first cost and save on the energy, et cetera. But when you look a little deeper, you realize that that would be a mistake for a couple of reasons. Number one, as I mentioned, the, the trips, the total trips that we're making is almost back to where it was before. It's just the time that those trips are being taken is different. The other thing is, we don't really know how this is going to play out. If you think about it, we've been dealing with it for, you know, 18 months or two years. But it's not like it's been the same for that 18 months or two years. It's changed every two or three months. So we really are still watching to see how people are reacting. Some companies and some people are saying, I'm never going back to the office. Other companies are saying, I am never going to have another Zoom meeting as long as I live. We are all going back to the office. And then, of course, there's a lot of in the middle. So we're all very focused on figuring out what happens next and making sure that the buildings, again, perform the way they need to to, to make the people as, as productive and comfortable as they could possibly be. Um, and that's one of the things that CTBUH does so well is, is gather all of the people that are a part of that decision-making process from the designers and builders and, and the folks that are involved in the ongoing operation of the building like ourselves, all get a chance to, to share ideas and experiences and, and figure out how to move the cities forward. 
Now, Steve, were you able to share with the audience any particular examples? I know you're based in Chicago, um, so were you able to share any specific anecdotes? Sure. I mean, one of the things that was really great about this particular conference is it was held at 110 North Wacker, which is a flagship project for us. It's just finished. It's got all of our latest technology in it. And it represents an example of how the building can be made to be flexible in order to accomplish what we need. We've got uh, predictive access control. We've got uh, the ability to call elevators and plan for those calls from a mobile phone. Uh, you can present a credential that was sent to you so you don't have to have physical contact with a guard, for example. Uh, it's got technology in it that ensures the elevators move extremely quietly and extremely uh, energy efficiently because we're using ultra rope, which is a carbon fiber rope. We probably talked about that on a different podcast. It was really a great backdrop for the overall conference, um, not because it was intended to be an advertisement, but because the conference then became what we actually do versus what we might do if we decided to. Right. And, and I think that's one of the challenges that we all have, because you can go to these conferences and have it be nothing but idealism. And, that, and the fact that we were able to talk about these things in an idealistic way, but then show that we're actually doing it becomes really powerful. Now, in your uh, presentation, I know you mentioned leveraging big data for future planning and really, in a nutshell, the way buildings are being used is changing. Did you have any final thoughts or insights uh, to share with listeners before we signed off for today about CTVUH and the conference? Sure. There are a couple of things that I think it's important for listeners to remember. The first is that buildings like this are here forever. CTBUH did a fantastic study a few years ago, and it showed that buildings over 200 meters tall essentially never come down. And that really makes you think differently about them, that the need for them to truly be flexible, because the idea that a building's usage wouldn't change over 50 or 100 years just doesn't make sense. And when you think about that and you have that thought in your mind as you begin the design process, it changes the way you approach it. So the thing that I would ask folks to take away is first remember that the building's gonna be there a very long time and therefore it needs to be flexible. And then the second thing that I would have folks think about is no matter how hard we work, when the folks come into the building, they're going to decide how they use it. And it's important for us to continue to work with them and gather the information from, from them and, and the systems they take advantage of every day to really understand how they want to use the building. And then we adapt the building for them rather than trying to force them to adapt to the building that we thought was best. Steve, that's actually all the time we have for today. I really appreciate you joining us and sharing your insights from Kone's presentation at the CTBUH International Conference. Hey, Kevin, thanks again for the opportunity. I really enjoyed it. Listeners, be sure to visit Kone.us, ctbuhconference.org, Spotify, and our YouTube channel for an archived copy of today's episode and for more information on CTBUH and topics mentioned today. Be sure to check out our social media channels for information on upcoming guests of future podcasts. I'm Kevin Metz. Thanks for being here. And join us again for more Kone Conversations. Mm-hmm.
The information presented in this program is relevant and current as of the time of production. Copyright 2021, Kone Incorporated.